Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is April 20th, and the Royals, as we speak, are atop the American League. Yet, I'm pissed off because they're 17th in a power ranking that I just looked at. Oh, yeah. And like, just the chance to get mad at a power ranking as a Royals fan. That's that was exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like sitting there reading this upset. Like you acknowledge that we have the best record in the American League, and it's not like after one week. This mm-hmm. is two weeks. Two weeks, fourteen and, games. Uh, I mean, sample size is not small, but power reactions. That's what they're there. Power power rankings are for overreactions. I think. Like because the whole argument is no, like no, they I disagree. Can't sustain this. I think it's, I'm going to defend the power. I'm, I ranking. think it's just who, power rankings to me are who are the best right now. I'm not mm. projecting forward oh, or anything with power rankings. Power rankings are telling me who is the best right now. No. What are power no. rankings to you? I think power rankings were invented. I remember power rankings becoming coming around as a as a so people could put out their own rankings uh, in college football and in college basketball. So I think like college co- power mm. rankings were first invented. We got to go. That would be a good like uh, history of hot takes. Yeah. Power rankings were first invented to, so people could put out their own polls on college football and college basketball sports that have official polls that have meaning like those polls have meaning and determine like postseason play and all that stuff. I think power rankings were created to say, let's look at something other than the official rankings and let's. Give a ranking. No, people just say this is my top twenty-five. Let's give a ranking, not that has nothing to do with record. Yeah, agreed. Rank- so, so that's what a power ranking is. A, I'm just for, first of all, first of all, let <laughs> okay, me say you think the Royals I'm, are the seventeenth best team in the major leagues. First okay. of all, let me say this. I very much disagree with this. Whoever, who was it? Who's the uh, it was on the athletic. Okay, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm pissed off. Good. I'm pissed. I'm I'm glad you are. About this power ranking. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Royals are not the 17th best team in Major League Baseball. However, I don't like it when power rankings are basically just an uh, order from best record to worst record. Okay. Like, that annoys me. It's like, why do... Why did why did you even put this list together? Okay. If your power rankings are just if the power rankings match AP polls, if they match uh, uh, records, then that's mm-hmm. just like why did you even put this together? It's yeah. not even worth it. So I respect the hot take aspect of power rankings and being able to put teams wherever you want, regardless of record and other things. Um, but I am I'm pissed. Good about this guy's uh, seventeen the Royals at 17th because we're clearly not. And, and when you watch, well, I haven't taken a dive into the stats, but like when you watch the Royals, we're a good scrappy team and scrappy. We're, I don't think we're going to finish with the 17th best record in the major, in the majors this year. And I think we're a lot better team top to bottom, as far as talent and production, than than um, than more than 16 other teams. Yeah, I might be walking it back a little bit then on being that upset about the power rankings. You've you've changed my oh, mind a nice. little bit. Yes, um, that happens all also, the time in sports media. Um, I didn't look at, uh, I think, run differential uh, matters here, especially in power rankings, and we're plus three. Um, okay. Which is good. That's fine. Which is good. That's fine. Uh, I mean, Boston's about plus it. 28. Oh, so I don't care. That's all right. But I'm just saying 
it was nice to be upset. Yes, the power that rankings. is true. Because uh, the Royals, like we talked about before the season started, hey, just stay relevant. Yes. And keep us hooked for keep as long hooked. as possible. And it's going to be a really fun ride. On and This uh, weekend was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And uh, in uh, 2017, the Royals won their 10th game on May 5th. Mm-hmm. In 2018, the Royals won their 10th game on May 4th. In 2019, the Royals won their 10th game on May 1st. So it feels good that we're – I'm knocking on wood because we we haven't won our 10th game yet, and hopefully we don't go on like a nine-game yeah. skid, and I just jinxed the hell out of us. Uh, dude, I don't know what happened in 2020. We didn't win our 10th game until August 19th. Oh, my gosh. I know. Dude, that's you insane. That? That's That's wild. Um, but yeah, so the Royals are, was a normal year too, right? <laughs> the 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 Royals and the Dodgers are the only teams to not have lost a series yet this year. So there's only two. So suck on that power ranking. Suck on that. Um, I mean, our best player is playing his best baseball. Salvador Perez mm-hmm. is having an insane Beautiful. start to the season, keeping things up. I think this stretch of really good ball he's playing has gone like 51 games now, where he's. Batting three thirty and and uh, OPS of like nine over nine hundred, um, he just hit the longest home run of his career, and it mm-hmm. was a walk off dong splash town. It was the third longest walk off home run of the Statcast era. Hell yeah! I mean, there's nothing more fun than that was so fun. A, a no doubter walk off mm-hmm. dong town from your best player. We made. We screamed so loud we made James cry on accident. Yes. I made uh-huh. my seventh my, I was feeding my seventh month old, so he's real close to me. And, you know, Sally hit the no doubter, so we screamed. We're gonna need to get him some noise cancelers that you bring him to the stadium with, but he just has to wear those at home. He has to wear those when at we're home. Watching the game. For this team, yeah. He better because uh-huh. they're a fun team. So and bats are loud. Bats are loud. And so uh so yeah, I mean, uh just an awesome we're buying time. We're buying time to continue to be excited about this team. Yeah. And we've bought plenty of time at this point. It's exciting. And, um, I mean, tell me this doesn't get you excited. We're only 14 games into the season, yet you already hear the stir. You see the fact that we're at the top, reliever Josh Dalmont said, and we're not slowing down. Ooh. Like, I just love that this team has confidence and has quotes like this. 14 yeah. games the into teams, the season. The team... They love each other. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Team. It's exciting uh, to 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 talk Royals again on the pod. Uh, also, you said I hope I don't jinx them. I really do too because we've been jinxing them lately, me and you. So oh, okay, but we bounced back. So, but I said last podcast, hey, we've probably won, mm-hmm. and we did not win. Mm-hmm. And then you said last last podcast, hey, we're done with winter. We're not going to have that fake oh, go I did back say to that. winter. Guess what's happening right now as we speak? It's snowing. No, maybe, not maybe. yet. Not. Well, oh, you trying to as reverse. they're listening, I'm trying to jinx it again. Oh, so you're we trying don't to get do snow. a reverse, yeah. jinx, reverse but jinx? You said we were done with that, mm-hmm. and yet here's the snow on the ground. Yeah, I already planted my garden. I'm going to have to cover it up with bed well, sheets You tonight. jinxed it, and we have the video or the audio evidence and video evidence of you jinxing it, too, so... Let's just be careful with the the predictions, the positive, you know, because we're 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 on a roll of jinxing things. Okay, um, so yeah, it's um, it's definitely gonna snow, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, yeah, we probably won't win our tenth game for a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, double reverse jinx sealed. All right, uh, let's move into some openings. Uh, let's stay baseball. We've got the uh, tip your cap uh, baseball beer that the Negro Leagues Museum has partnered with Boulevard to produce, which is just the biggest no-brainer, everybody-loves-it beer 
maybe of all time. And it's an IPA. Is it a no? I think lager? It's a, I think I think it's basically replacing it's a, the Casey it's Pills. It's a baseball beer. Yeah, it's called a baseball <laughs> beer. I love I, that. I love that too. Because I think when we talked to Boulevard like a long time ago, I was like, just name the beer what I should do when I'm drinking it. We did. Holy cow! We definitely did say that. I said that. Those words came out of my mouth. Let's go find that tape. Uh huh. Okay. When was that? It was Danner. We talked to Danner oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's our idea. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure we said that to Boulevard. We'll have to go I, find yeah, it. Yeah, we'll go find that mm-hmm. tape. Can I say, just plug it in right here? <laughs> Are you going to find it tonight? Um, maybe later and we'll post it. Yeah, maybe. We were playing basketball tonight, so who knows? Maybe it it'll be right here. Okay, so I found the audio, but it was actually when we were talking with Crane Brewing Company, but I still had the idea. Here it is. You describe a beer like it's great to watch a baseball game with. Like, that makes sense to me. Like, when sometimes the beers, the descriptions get too complicated. It's like, you should taste, you know, this or that or this berry or or whatever. It's like, I, like, kind of base what kind of beer I'm going to drink around the activity that I'm doing. So the fact that you guys are, are, are describing your beers that way makes it way easier for an idiot like me, which is phenomenal. Uh, what's awesome. what's the what's the beer you can uh, have with baseball? The small ball, boom, perfect. Yeah, uh, small ball was Danny's nickname in high school too. Yeah, Chris. Maybe it'll be a post later. Maybe it'll be a post later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, basic general rule of thumb: if Bob Kendrick likes it, you should like it. Mm-hmm. And so Bob Kendrick's all about it. Uh, he this is his partnership. It's the museum, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and Boulevard. They got to announce it on. Did they announce it on Jackie Robinson Day for Major League uh, Baseball? Either that or the day before. And then, um, yeah, it's just called a baseball beer. I mean, like, you got the press release when they announced yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I because that's that's when they announced in it. in the press release they said um, goes good with peanuts and cracker jacks. So, I mean, and you should drink it while watching baseball. If that's if that's what you're going to pair. Does it, it have with. A, a date that we'll see it in shelves? Does the press um, release that we got the press release that we got? Mm-hmm. Let me check in my uh, very press official press release. Uh, we got the press release on April 12th. Okay, so that's um, when it was announced, and um, it will be uh, May May through August. Okay, all right. So there's still a chance we get it early. Still, a oh chance. yeah, still we're gonna be chance. real influencers. There's still a chance we could get it early. Uh, all right, but that that's oh. exciting to. Boulevard to have has summer. a beer available in forty five states in eleven countries. Wow! All right, Boulevard. Um, all right, next up, uh, we've got the the Level Up Arena. Uh, is this a gaming arena of sorts? Is it a arcades? Is it like VR? I think it's um, just a. I think it's a a, a bar. Where the only song is the level up, level up, level up, level up. You know that Don't song? Don't know that one. You, nah. Yes, you do. Maybe. Level up. I think it's a Beyonce song. Oh, okay. You know, level you just up. didn't sound like level Beyonce. Up, level, up, level, up, level up, level up. That's why I didn't. That know song it. gets me going. Um, yeah, so this is taking Kanza Hall. Remember Kanza Hall out in Sierra Park? Sierra. Oh, Sierra. Yeah. Yeah, play it. Mm hmm. Oh, well, I'm trying to, but go ahead. Yeah, what, remember Kanza Hall? Hall out in Overland Park, like 119th it, yeah. and Medcalf, Knoll, somewhere mm-hmm. out there. Um, it was like four bars in one. It was like a pool bar, and then it was a country bar that had... Yeah. Four, three, two, one. 
This is it. I love this song. This song, it gets me going. All right. So that this is not a Sierra uh, bar, um, but it is it is a, like a, a gaming bar uh, and like a gaming arena, like an esports arena okay. as well. So it's taking the place of Conta Hall. Conta Hall had like the country bar that had line dancing, and yeah. it had a pool bar, and it had like a couple Those other. Those all things. part of one block south, right? Yeah, all yeah. all in like one strip. And so this is taking all four of those again, and it's that's doing that's, it all under. That's it's big, huge. yeah. So it's the third largest um, gaming arena place uh, like this in the country already. Wow. So essentially, it's like a Top Golf kind of thing, or like a, a du- um, what's the VR bar double double, double tap. tap, yeah. Um, but for esports, so for like gaming, like uh, computer gaming. Okay. So the so they'll have like a hundred stations where you can go and game, like play game. I don't know what games like, are. Like World of Warcraft, like World of Warcraft, I think. Like, um, uh, uh, whoa, what's like the... Call of Duty on your computer? Like PC gaming. Okay, it's PC gaming. I was thinking of the... League of Legend. No, no, I was thinking of, of the roller derby. Isn't the right word? Uh, but it's where the cars play soccer against each other. Cars play soccer. You you haven't seen that? No, but League of Legends, that's one that my my roommate Titties used to play. Um, and League of Legends is a big PC gamer game. Mm-hmm. And so Rocket League. Oh, Rocket League. That's where the cars play soccer against each other. Okay, no. But they play that. No, this is um and then so you can go and rent out a PC gaming station for like 10 bucks an hour and like play games and like meet people. They'll probably have like competitions and stuff like that i mean they'll, they'll definitely have competitions mm-hmm. and where you can just like watch and it's really esports um so that's one of the concepts the other is that's level up level up level up level up uh the other is called exp and that's a casual gaming bar that's more like bar more like mario kart it sounds like more like traditional games that you would play at a like video games okay um, the other is arcade games the restaurant portion is called like Game Time District Bar and Grill, and then there's Vivo Concert Hall. Um, a really cool thing about this is that they're doing like uh, educational and training programs. So like uh, kids K through twelve can go out there and like st- what is it called like STEM training? Or yeah, do do like computer. Like coding, coding training, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so there's an education aspect. I wonder to if it. the the concert part will host like e-gaming i think it will yeah events because i think, think it crowds will. come out to watch crowds people game. do yeah. crowds do so anyways um we'll see what happens i mean i think it's uh it'll be interesting to see like yeah there's because a, you there's can like do that Kansas in your city based esports team we should we should get them on the pod okay would you be interested in that i would yeah okay absolutely well, we should get them i know some league of legends terms okay maybe I just text these, but yeah, I, I mean, like, and I'm I'm interested because like that gaming, you know, I'm sure there are like 25 year olds who do it still, but I, I would say like the majority of like hardcore gamers are like teenagers, right? So like, can they drink? I don't like, know the bar concept. I mean, so, there's uh, plenty of I, I can think of plenty of people in their 20s and 30s who yeah, play but they play a lot like of video games. Yeah, more but I think Xbox mm-hmm. stuff. Anyways. No, if their target target audience is like sixteen, I wonder then if like, you know how uh, dad gets like senior discounts at golf courses. 
Maybe oh, like yeah. 30, 30 year olds can get senior discounts. At, <laughs> we're the seniors. We're yeah. the seniors uh-huh. at these at these video game play. Like I'm definitely a senior. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. So like maybe I can get a senior discount. Yeah, that's not a bad not a bad concept. We we should pitch to them. Um, all right, so let's level up arena, and then uh, also Gail's Public House in Sports Bar. Or just, I think it's just called Gale's Public House and Sports. And, all right. So this is going on, I think that's like 55th and Truce, right? Used to be Mike's. So if you went to Rockhurst or UMKC, I'm sure you spent some time at Mike's. Uh, and then it was Brady's for a hot second there, which I went to once. But uh, great patio, I know, in the location. So what's going on with Gale's? Gale's is going to be at like an Irish bar, restaurant, and restaurant. So they're going to have uh, food. It is being opened by Derek Bachman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's Irish or, or Scottish. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like an Irish and Scottish restaurant and bar. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great spot. I, I've always heard um, just that like uh, Mike's was the spot that had like insane college price, happy hours, reverse happy hours, everything. Mm-hmm. And I know Rocker students loved it, uh, but... Uh, I don't think Brady's was as popular, so hopefully uh, this makes a comeback here. Let's go, Gales. Yeah. It's hard to name something Gales in Kansas City because Gales Harley-Davidson kind of has the uh, yeah has, has the, the, market. Right, the market yeah. for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times. Gales Harley-Davidson. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's what's opening. We've got like a Journey cover band playing a Gales Harley-Davidson <laughs> on Saturdays. <laughs> that, I mean, people turn out for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so this is an opening and a closing hybrid to transition here. Uh, we've got uh, Town Topic on Johnson Drive, which is closing its doors. No, what you should have done, Kevin, is you should have said Town Topic is closing. Town Topic is closing, everybody. They're Johnson the County location. Drive. So, so when we put Drive. this out to get clicks, we Town just Topic say is Town Topic is closing, and then you got to click, mm-hmm. and then and then you can read the one on Johnson Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and but going in its, its place is uh, Snack Shack, which Snack Shack on Santa Fe, uh, you all know from our burger bracket, did pretty well and is a very popular place. So uh, sounds like that's going to come in and replace it. Um, I don't know when though. Oh, I didn't see when either, but I think it's cool that that it's being replaced with like another very similar burger joint. Mm-hmm. And I guess the history of that building, it's like always been a burger yeah. joint, going back to the '60s. Uh, the '60s and '70s, there was a place there. The '80s, another place. Town Topic moved in in 1987 into that location and has been there ever since. The owner of Town Topic said, you know, he was looking to to make a change, but wanted it to stay a burger joint. Talk to the folks who own Snake. Uh, it's called Snake Shack, <laughs> Snack Shack Snake on Shack. Santa Fe, which is a, a great burger joint, and uh, they're going to move in. So uh, it sounds like a, a win-win. I, I, I love the Snack Shack burger. It's a very good burger. It's a very good burger. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I like. I would like to think that they've had the same um, flat iron. What would you call that? The same grill. Yeah, in Ooh, there maybe. since the '60s. I've heard a story about Cozy Inn Burgers, mm-hmm. uh, which started in Salina, that. They, they, you know, did so well, they're able to afford a new grill. So they got a new grill mm-hmm. and then everybody started being like, this doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. So they went to the landfill, got the old grill back. That's reinstalled. 100% it. true. Yep. Not a That's doubt in I've my heard. mind. That's what I've heard. That was like when, uh, when, um, 
Stroud's tried to open the new restaurants, they were had to like try to pass around the the pans because it's pan fried chicken. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, not a deep fryer. Pan fried chicken and those cast irons, they get all that seasoning. If it doesn't yeah. have it, it's not the same. They tore that building down on on uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway. Wow. that Stroud's used to be in. That's down to the ground. I just drove by it today. Didn't, didn't even notice. notice it. Wow. Um, all right, that's openings and closings for the week. Next, let's move into a little what we try this week. Uh, this week, guess where I went? I went to Flavortown. Oh, I went to Flavortown. So or Flavortown came to you. Flavortown came to me. So uh, basically, Guy Fietti he has opened up um, like Flavortown kitchens all across the country. Ghost and, kitchens? Um, yes, ghost kitchens. So basically, I think... I'm imagining like a ghost with like, you know, a ghost, but with... with guys look. With guys look, with the wraparound sunglasses and the, the bleach blonde hair and just rings on his fat fingers and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, so a, a guy, I, I think he just has opened these ghost kitchens up, I think really just to help businesses you know, keep their kitchens busy, keep people employed so that, you know, orders are still coming through their kitchen, even if they're not maybe cooking their own food and they're cooking mm-hmm. guys flavor town menu. Uh, so the one is actually at Brio on the plaza and that's where they're cooking it out of. Nice. Uh, but then flavor town gets delivered to your front door. I got, um, a burger with Mac and cheese on it and tried, uh, some, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls out of bounds with like a cheese dipping sauce. It was out of bounds. Yeah. It was really good. The burger was phenomenal. Could have been a manhole um, cover in Flavortown. Yeah. <laughs> been and, watching uh, a lot of triple D's. It, yeah, it's good. It's good. So, I mean, while, you know, I, I feel like we always try to try local things mm-hmm. for the pot. I was like, I'm going to Flavortown and I'm not going to apologize for it. Flavor. And then again, Guy Fieri's done so many great things during this pandemic for restaurants uh, to keep them in business. And this is another way, again, of keeping people busy in the kitchen, giving them stuff to cook. Yeah. So uh, keeping restaurant people employed. employed. It's very so good. So, Guy, I went to Flavortown and it did not disappoint. Was Delicious. it good? It was really good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it. This week, uh, I tried Charleston's in. Um, the Ward Parkway, the new Ward Parkway yeah. Center. By the way, that place is sweet. I can't wait for Hawaiian Bros to open up yeah. in there. And the like, they need to figure out what they are though. That area, yeah, because it looks like you could hang out outside there yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but maybe they need a mayor, mayor, mayor of Waldo. <laughs> you're listening. We need you. But uh, they need a plan there. Yeah, that's true. Because it is a cool space, and uh-huh. I want to know what to do there. Yeah. Yeah, I think just bring your kids and eat and then like let them run around in the AstroTurf. Yeah. Like that's about it right now. Yeah, yeah I that tried AstroTurf's cool. I tried Charleston's. Um, you didn't have a great review of it no. last time. I thought it was delicious. I had the dynamite shrimp salad. Uh, dynamite? The shrimp was like very good. It was covered in this like spicy honey glaze. Um, and then, but it was like crunchy still too, but, and it had spice. Um, just on a salad. Little delicious. Little I enjoyed little it. Little. Um, would go back. I, I was surprised I hadn't tried it yet, but yeah, a lot I mean, of people it's a have nice said it's a little good. spot. It's a nice little spot. Business lunches, um, and I mean, 
Yeah. They I, had I good just, uh, queso, too. They had queso with the spicy sausage in it. That was good as well. Okay. All right. All right. I'll come around on it. Okay. Uh, so that's what we tried this week. Um, next up, we have our interview with Tori Fugate. Yes. Uh, she is the she's the director of communications uh-huh. uh, for KC Pet Project. So get to talk about all the great things KC Pet Project does. Uh, talk about the celebrities that she works with. Brittany. Brittany Lynn. She knows her. She's hung out with her. So, uh, yes, this is an awesome interview with Tori from the KC Pet Project. Today, we are joined by Tori Fugate from the KC Pet Project. And I think I'm going to start with the hard-hitting question, the one I want to know most. Um, who, who gets to name all the pets? I was looking through your adopt page, and there are some really, really fun names. And I'm like, that, that seems like the job for me. That seems like a lot of fun. Um, it's a really, it's a collaborative effort. So, um, especially right now, it seems like all of the cats have the weirdest names. Um, and we always look at like trends and things that are happening right now. So we'll, you know, start naming players or naming, um, you know, after Royals players and things like that. Um, but it's a lot of the people who are taking in the animals and doing all their vaccines and, um, they're the ones they have just name books back there, but the cats, especially, um, we have a female cat that's mustache you a question she's got Mm -hmm. like a little mustache like it's just i'm like it works it helps them get adopted so if they have these fun names and we always tell people when they're adopting it's like you you don't have to keep this name we promise it's no pressure you You gotta be careful with cats with mustaches because did you see that news anchor who got in trouble for reading the cat (laughs) whose name was kittler I did see that. I was like, how did that make it to the news floor? <laughs> oh, man, somebody was asleep at the wheel there. But do, do you guys see the, <laughs> the name? Do you think that uh, helps uh, a pet get adopted? Or is it just kind of a funny, you know, uh, thing to, to make the pet look a little cuter? Sometimes I mean, it's a little bit of both, but I would say that a lot of the times whenever pets are named, like we'll see them pop up at they're available and we'll look at their photo and we're like, actually that really fits. Well, um, we have like a 12 year old Chihuahua right now named Mabel. I was like, that's just perfect for her. Um, so we try to have a lot of fun with it. Um, we get 10,000 pets a year. So, uh, going through, names is a challenge sometimes just trying to figure out what to name them. Um, but you know, if they can, if they come in with a name, we, usually, uh, have them stick with that name. Um, I did get asked one time if there's like a throning, like a knighting ceremony where it's like, I dub the Mabel and it's like, sorry to disappoint, but we should totally get like a little sword and do like a. Mm -hmm. So part of your, part of your role for uh, Casey pet project as director of communications is to run the social media for, um, uh, for the nonprofit. Um, is that the easiest job? in in america just like posting pictures of cute cute puppies and kittens because it certainly sounds like the easiest job ever created (laughs) i never have a shortage of creative content that's for sure um but unfortunately well i wouldn't say unfortunately fortunately for us we have so much happening here right now so strategically from a marketing perspective it's sort of like i have to figure out like what i'm going to post when i'm going to post how we're educating the public on all of our initiatives and things like that, that we have going on right now. It's just so much information and how do you do that to reach different audiences? And so, um, as our follower number has gone up, the pressure is definitely on to get it right. Like all the time. Um, and we just launched 
our TikTok account. Uh, we launched that in October and we already have almost 112,000 followers on TikTok. Um, I have a girl that works with me and she has her own TikTok account. She's got almost like 2 million followers. So we have a TikTok celebrity on our staff that knows how to do such things. I don't, <laughs> but it's really cute. If you want to follow it, it's just an adorable account. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the pressures of, of being like a real influencer, right? Right. Getting that blue check mark. Um, that does come with a lot of pressure. Um, but we have a lot of fun with social media and unfortunately my job is like so crazy every day, all day long that I don't get to post like all of the great things that I would love to. Um, but we are doing a lot with, especially with like our animal services, um, division and our community programs that we're starting really trying to like talk about this other side of, our organization that's really helping families and keeping families together and things like that now. So it's, it's an exciting time for us to be able to share all that information. Then plus I get to post cute pets all the time with their fun names. Yeah. And yeah. You, you mentioned said, the, the, um, some of the initiatives you guys have going, I know a brand new initiative that, that you guys um, have been talking about is the keep them together initiative. Um, how is that working? And is that like a direct response to, kind of COVID and, and the, the problems families have faced uh, as a result of, of COVID? It is. We launched this in May of last year. And so what we were seeing is, you know, pets were still coming into our shelter. And unfortunately, a lot of them were coming in because of um, financial hardships that owners were going through and they were getting evicted or going into the hospital and they were having to give up their pets for a variety of reasons. And so we launched our keep them together program in May of last year. And what we saw, we just launched it with, you know, a donation page and saying, you know, your donations will help families stay together. And the response was incredibly positive. Um, a lot of people were like, I want to give to this. I want to help families stay together. Um, and we've just been growing that program like crazy. Um, we recently added a whole new part of it. It's our home away from home crisis foster program where um, people that do need a little bit of extra time. So like 30 to 90 days, they can have that extra time. And we send those pets into foster homes, um, owned pets. And then at the end, you know, whenever they're able to um, get their pets back, then we can uh, reconnect them with their animals. And then also having case managers on our staff that can also provide resources out in the community to like human support groups that can, you know, help them on their way if they need to. Yeah, that's an awesome cause. Um, it, it's for you guys, and, and I'm not surprised that Kansas Cityans rallied behind it to keep keep those families together. Uh, I, I've always been curious. You know, I was looking at your sets. I mean, you have the volume of pets that you have coming through each year. I mean, for someone to like me to not have that much education on it, like ten thousand pets—that's that's a ton of animals. Um, you know, why are so many pets showing up at the shelter? You know, is it through animals getting lost? Do people take on hardships? I've always just been curious why shelters are always so full. I have two dogs and I like hold on to them dearly. And I hope that I would never lose them or, or anything would ever happen to them. But I'm always curious why uh, so many pets end up in shelters. It's kind of a sad. Oh yeah. 10,000 animals a year. That's about 30 animals a day. I know it's so sad, but I think about it and I was curious. I was like, well, I got to ask you, even though it's kind of sad. Yeah, they come for a variety of reasons. Um, about 50% of our pets come from animal services. So that's animal control, um, them out in the field, picking up animals. A lot of them are strays. 
um, and, and found pets that people find on the street. Um, and then, um, the rest are all from the public. So those are animals that are coming in that are strays that people find and they bring to the shelter, um, with the hopes of them getting reclaimed. Uh, and then the rest are all rehoming services that we do. So people that do have to bring their animals, their owned animals to the shelter to surrender them for a variety of reasons. Um, honestly, moving is one of the biggest reasons that they can't find housing for them or their pet, or they can't take them with them. Um, that is a huge reason, uh, behavior issues, things like that, allergic to pets in the home. Um, and we do have, we have a return to home coordinator who works around the clock trying to get pets back home. So an owner has a chance to reclaim their pet if it's found within five days of them arriving at the shelter. And we return a lot of thousands of pets a year. Um, and we're really looking at expanding our lost and found services so that we can get the word out more because a lot of people, their pet leaves and then they're just like, I don't know what happened to it. And I don't know to go to the shelter. So we're constantly trying to get the word out that if your pet does get lost, it comes here in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and really urging people to use things like social media next door, posting on Facebook pages of their neighborhood groups, if they find a pet, because that helps that animal get home so much faster. And with animal services now, we're finding that like, you know, many, many of the pets that they find as strays, they just walk with that pet door to door and they can usually find the owner, mm -hmm. which is um, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So uh, obviously the animal control, the public people are bringing in animals for you guys. What's the, what's the most like rare or exotic animal that's ever shown up at your doors? Like maybe I've talked to Tarzan, the lawman, he knows of an alligator that maybe went through the system for a little bit. Wondering if there's any other exotic animals. I have seen five alligators since I've been here. Mm -hmm. One did not come into the shelter. It was six feet long. And I saw it on the Fox four live feed that they were there trying to get this animal out of this man's home. And I was calling the city, like, are we getting this thing? Like, please like, <laughs> let us know so we can prepare. Um, but we, yeah, I've had five alligators. They are not legal. You cannot have an alligator in Missouri. Um, and so we had to find another place for them. Fortunately, the zoo took a couple and then we were able to, to find other placement for others, but, um, we get everything except for large hooved animals and so no horses, no cattle, but we get goats, chickens, pigs, tarantulas, snakes, guinea pigs, chinchillas. Uh, last year we assisted with a large case of 270 rats in one home. So Every day is a new adventure here at the shelter, which makes it a really fun job, honestly. <laughs> you guys were founded in, in 2011, right? So that's not that long ago. Um, how have you guys grown so fast? And then my second part of that question is, and because maybe they tie together, what is the relationship with the city? And like, how are you guys like a paragovernmental agency or what, uh, what is that relationship and how, how does that all work? So historically, the city ran the old Kansas City, Missouri shelter that was out on Raytown Road that was once referred to as an embarrassment of a structure on Raytown Road. Um, I worked there for eight years before moving to this facility, um, and it was historically not the greatest place for animals to go to. Up to 70% of the pets were euthanized a year at that at the old shelter. Um, and so when the city put out an RFP for someone else to run the shelter, a nonprofit, nobody bid on it. And that was sort of a trend that people were, were seeing as more nonprofit or private groups running the shelter. 
Um, so our group was specifically formed in 2011 to respond to the contract for the city of Kansas City, Missouri. And so on January 1st, 2012, the city literally handed our organization the keys and said, go. Um, and so we became a no-kill shelter, what we call no-kill shelter, saving over 90% of all pets that come to our or to our organization within six months of taking on that shelter. Um, as a brand new organization, we literally had no Facebook followers, no supporters, hardly any donors, things like that. So um, it's referred to as a public-private partnership with the city of Kansas City, Missouri. And so part of our funding comes from taxpayer dollars. Um, and then the rest of it is all through donations. So I think it's about 40% now of all of our budget comes from the taxpayer dollars, um, to actually provide sheltering services for the city of Kansas city, Missouri, um, which cities are required to provide to residents. Uh, and then the rest is all done through private donations, corporate gifts, um, grants, things like that. Mm -hmm. So with, with needing to, you know, if 40% is coming from taxpayers and a large, so the large portions coming from, from donors, I'd imagine, um, you know, volunteers probably play a big role too, uh, in helping you guys out Do um, what, what kind of work are volunteers doing? Is it everything up to like veterinary services, um, down to like walking dogs or, or I don't know, do you put a chinchilla on a leash for some exercise? Like, what kind of what kind of work are volunteers doing? Well, I always say that any time any of um, you know the skills that our volunteers are bringing to the organization, we want to utilize those skills. And so, um, we currently we ended the year last year with fifteen hundred active volunteers and eighty four different positions that people could volunteer at at the shelter. So there are a lot of opportunities for people to get involved. It is everything from walking dogs to playing with cats socializing with cats, uh, to laundry enrichment. Um, we do have people that help out in our vet clinic with like surgery packs and community cat clinics and things like that. Um, maintenance. I mean, we have like every sort of, um, our, our development or our um, department goals. We always have to have roles for volunteers to be able to help with our, uh, work that we're doing because that is the way that we grow. Um, so the more volunteers we have and the more fosters we have, the more we can grow as an organization and start to build on these programs that um, continue to, uh, we continue to see a need for these programs in the community. So it's an exciting time to get involved. Kids can also come and volunteer with their parents. We have a lot of high school kids that volunteer for service hours. Um, and we're looking for more bilingual volunteers. I mean, there's just so many great opportunities and now is a really exciting time to, to come and be a part of the group. Is that, a, is that a thing? If, if, if a dog comes from a, like a Spanish speaking house, do you have to have a, someone translate? Is that the dumb, <laughs> is that a really dumb question? It came out of my mouth and I, I, I wanted to take it. Is that what we have? Oh, we have seen dogs before that do take cues in Spanish. Um, so no, okay. that, that is an absolute thing that we uh, have seen before. And also, um, sign language. We have dogs that Oops. have been able to take cues um, through sign language. So, but really, I mean, we're doing a lot of uh, community work and things like that. Um, and then also from my oh, perspective, right. um, you know, I I'm trying to like translate all of our flyers from English to Spanish and all of our paperwork and things like that. Um, so I always need volunteers. We do have staff here, but of course everybody's uh, very, very busy doing their job. So volunteers, um, can help out in such unique ways here. So. Yeah. Um, you were talking about, uh, donations and, and how that, that powers you. Um, 
Did you get to meet Pat Mahomes and Brittany Lynn? I know they're, I know Casey Pet Project is a part of 15 and Mahomes. As director of communications, I would imagine you might have the opportunity there. Yes, I do know Brittany. Um, so Brittany has been a fabulous uh, supporter of, of our organization. Um, she uh, has delivered pet beds recently to the shelter. And so we have some dogs that are hanging out and some beds that she's given us. And she actually helped, um, move pets from our old shelter to the new one with, uh, Mayor Lucas. So that was a really fun day. Um, so she's been great just even coming by and posting photos of pets looking for homes with her Instagram reach is just, um, helps those pets get adopted very, very quickly. So yeah, she's been great. Uh, and we have been fortunate to, um, partner with 15 of the homies. I think as well. I think Kevin, now we have our in to finally get Brittany Lynn on the podcast. We've been, we've been, been trying. We're, we, we, we love Brittany Lynn. We have, we're a very pro Brittany podcast and, um, we're, we've just been trying to make our connections here and there. <laughs> so, uh, Tori, this, this isn't going to air. We just wanted to get to this point to ask you about Brittany. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's awesome. We love yeah, her. <laughs> that is awesome. The work that, that she's been doing. And then another awesome project that I saw, and I love the, the t-shirts that came from it, uh, was Derek Nottie and, and the work that he did with you guys. Um, so what, what was he, he, I can't remember what it was. He made a t-shirt and was helping with proceeds go to, or helping pets get adopted. I think. Yeah, Derek um, has been fabulous. Um, so Derek Naughty reached out during his rookie year um, about partnering with us. We didn't make it happen until the second season, which was the Super Bowl winning season. Um, and it was his idea. He wanted to sponsor the adoption fee of a dog after every chief's victory. Well, when they won the Super Bowl, uh, he sponsored all of the dog adoption fees. And I mean, we had Jennifer Aniston was posting about it and Kristen Bell and Ellen. And it was just like uh, the craziest week, um, from the person. Uh, I mean, I do all the media. It was just a nonstop week of responding to media requests on his end as well. Um, and it really just brought such great awareness to how NFL and MLB and soccer players, so that how every, all athletes can get involved, um, with animal shelters and like even Coors Light was doing a promotion. Like if you showed that you adopted Coors or that you, uh, bought Coors, you could, you know, get some free Coors Light. So it was really funny how we saw this, uh, awesome trend after that. Um, and yeah, he's been fantastic. We love partnering with him. What about some some very negative press that you guys have gotten? Um, I'm talking about 27 cats being flown via private jet from Texas to Kansas City. Now, I don't know about you, but I think I deserve a private jet more than 27 cats. Actually, That's, it's probably the opposite. The 27 yeah, cats. I, I can see the headline now, like you know, cats fly private jet and consume way too much fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. Casey pet project to blame. Yes. That's, that's the, that's the headline we're going to run with. This. <laughs> yes, we, uh, it was, um, an interesting opportunity to be able to help them. They, uh, it's, crazy when we think about winter storms here because it's like okay yeah it's snowing and everything like that but it mm. just messed texas up big time and like all of their shelters lost power um they didn't have any water 
And all of these small shelters were just inundated with pets because people were like, I can't, I can't take care of my animal. Like I have to move out of my house, you know, all of these things that we were thinking of. So they were really experiencing this crazy crisis that I feel like only happens in like Texas or Florida. Um, and so, um, we were really, they, they asked us if we would help them, um, by, transporting their 1000th animal out of Texas following those winter storms. And, uh, yes, the man, he, uh, flew, he flew several, they had pets going to like Washington and Boston. And he, yeah. he did three trips to get pets, uh, to North Shel- Northern shelters. So it was really nice of, of that pilot to volunteer his time, but yeah, it's like cats flying on a, on a private jet. Yeah. I feel like that's a math problem. It's like how many cats <laughs> can fit in a private jet and, at what point is it enough? To be um, fair, I think it was like a little four seater plane. So I know, <laughs> I know, but the but it I, I it's think like drinking Nabu, cats it's drinking like boss water jet. like in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need those. We need those pictures of of the yeah the cats just absolutely living it up. Um, so you talked about some of the 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 storms in Texas, but obviously COVID has been affecting um, everyone. In Kansas City, what has that like pet boom, what kind of impact has that had on KC Pet Project or what kind of impact has KC Pet Project had on the pet boom? Like everyone got dogs and cats in, in March and April and May last year. Um, what, what role did you guys play in all of that? I always tell people if they need a bright spot during the pandemic to know that like animal shelters like thrived with pet adoptions. Um, and this is a trend that we're still seeing. Um, we have lobbies full or our lobbies are full of people every day here wanting to adopt pets. Um, yeah, we didn't know what was going to happen at the start of the pandemic and we saw what was happening in New York and that was really concerning that they were getting in tons of animals and, um, you know, cause New York was such um, a crisis area for so long. And so we were like, let's just get every animal out that we possibly can. So we adopted out 500 pets in like two weeks. And then we put out a plea for people to foster animals for us. And our goal was to get every single available pet out of the building. And within two weeks, we had every pet either adopted or living in foster homes. And that was maintained till the stay at home order lifted. So through April and May, all of our pets were living in foster programs. We had 900 people sign up to foster for us. Um, so really built that network, which was fantastic. Um, and then we launched a whole virtual adoptions program so that people could adopt via zoom. They didn't even have to come to the shelter, which we're still doing those. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, we are seeing more pets coming into the shelter now, which is traditional that we see that in, in spring and summer. But, um, for the most part, we're adopting them out so fast. Um, you know, they're, they're as soon as a lot of them are available for adoption that day, they're, they're adopted. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Really good news to hear. So, uh, I'm curious, um, are you a dog person, cat person? Um, and what pets do you have at home? I have two dogs. Um, I love cats, but I, uh, just, just have the two dogs. Um, I foster kittens, um, usually, throughout the year, but, uh, yeah, I have a pit bull and a Pomeranian. That sounds like some cute photos that could be made there. Pit bull, Pomeranian and puppies. That, that sounds like good, good content right there. Absolutely. Big and little. I I really like, so I'm a cat person. I struggle with dogs. I, I, my, what I say most of the time is like, there's no such thing as a bad dog, just a bad dog owner because it's more just like dog owners who just let their dogs do whatever 
which I think is annoying. So I struggle with it. I've admitted it, whatever. But I do like cats because you can just like, they can just completely be on their own. Um, but I'm allergic to them. Is there anything I can do about that? Um, I would advise you to talk with your doctor just to see if there's <laughs> any sort of plan. Okay, so I got to get a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're actually adopting out more cats than dogs for like the past two years. We've adopted out, we have 14 locations to adopt cats in Kansas city now, which is crazy. Um, and we partner with whiskers cat cafe, which if you've never been is a completely oh. magical place. Is that totally. on Southwest traffic way? It is. Yes. Okay. I was never sure. Because everything else in that strip mall, it look kind of looks like it's closed. So I'm, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if that was open. So it's good to hear. Maybe I'll stop in. I think it's the only thing that's still there. So, okay. um, but they are very busy. A lot of kittens are are going oh to Whiskers gosh. right now. Um, so you have to make a reservation day. to go. Um, but it's oh, you really do. Exciting. Okay. Yeah, it's whiskerskc.com, I think is the website and you make a reservation and then you get a coffee drink and you get to hang out with cats. You know what they should do is they should um, try to get a liquor license and do like whiskers and whiskey. There, there's an idea for an, an event that Casey Pet Project can. I agree. Know. And I will say that they have a lot of big plans in the works. So I, they're, uh, they're, there's going to be some exciting things happening with them. The, the coffee shop or the cats? Because I've seen Cats and Dogs, the movie, where the cats try to take over the world. And it sounds like they're in like step one start getting adopted more than dogs so well, just if we start giving warning. the cats whiskey <laughs> <laughs> just just a cautionary tale of cats and dogs so be let's, let's be careful let's be careful of how many we're letting out there um, <laughs> um I, i'm also curious i saw that uh and i don't know if you just put this in your bio just for fun or not um, but i'm gonna ask you about it uh loving craft beer What's your, what's your go-to Kansas city craft beer? I mean, I love tank seven. You kind of, you kind of have to love it. It's just the go-to. Um, but I would, I would very much love for Boulevard to bring back Grainstorm. That was like my favorite beer that they did. Mm -hmm. Um, but really I always joke that we are the like beer shelter of Kansas city. Like if there is a craft brewery in a 30 mile radius. I want to partner with them. I would love to have events with them. And when we can have events again, and, um, you know, we do every year, we do a kitten shower event at cinder block where we literally bring kittens in and people drink beer and it supports our kitten program. There's just like fun things that we do like that. And, um, it's a really great opportunity just to talk to people about our organization and they get to enjoy beer at the same time. So, um, if there's a brewery out there that we have not partnered with, my name is Tori Fugate, and I would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, so I know that you haven't been able to have events. Um, you look like 2020, you were hoping to launch a, a golf event. Didn't know if there's anything in the works now that hopefully we're start, starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and people are getting back together if, if you guys have anything planned yet. We have done, uh, we just finished up our Hoops for Hounds event, which we actually had to do twice as a virtual event. We had to cancel it the day before because um, it all centers around the Big 12 tournament, which last year was canceled the night before it's like, mm -hmm. or the, you know, the day that it started. And so we yeah. were like, oh gosh, we have to move to a virtual event before it was a thing. So um, I am hoping that we can have our annual Catterday event in person this fall. So that's my hope. Um, that is our cat themed pub crawl. We're literally, um, people dress up with their best cat attire 
and they go out and they drink at establishments in the East Crossroads. Um, we had nine bars for nine lives last time and 500 people just walking around um, the East Crossroads area, all dressed in cat stuff with light up cat ears. And I, there was a table of like eight people sitting at a table in one of the bars. And I walked up and I knew they weren't with our event. And I was just like, I just have to ask, like, how many questions do you have right now? And they were like, <laughs> we have so many questions. What is happening? What is this? So I'm really hoping we can do it again. It's such a fun event. And um, I'm hopeful that by the fall, we can, you know, get out of our houses and be around each other. <laughs> yeah. Just more, just more puns with cats. I mean, oh yeah. There's, there's way more whiskers and whiskey and catterday. It's, it's just flowing, Kevin. Yeah, uh, well, it's good. It's good. I, I've been a part of a dog bar crawl, too. Um, those are also fun. Uh, but, uh, Tori, so where, you know, if people are wanting maybe to get involved and help out or just see cute, you know, cat videos, um, where can they find more about uh, what you guys are doing on at Casey Pet Project? So if you go to our website at kcpetproject.org, that is the best place to start. And we'll have all of the information um, that you need. Our adoptions are updated in real time. You can sign up for pet alerts there. So if you're looking for an animal that you know, you're, you know, if you're looking for like a poodle or something like that, you can sign up for pet alerts, which is pretty awesome and get email alerts when we have those animals available. Um, and then, you know, signing up for volunteering, fostering and everything is through there. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching Casey Pet Project oh, and uh, constantly growing here. So if anybody wants to get involved, it's a really exciting time to, to be involved with us. All right, Tori, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. All right. Thanks to Tori for joining us this week. Uh, really fun interview. Awesome things they're, they're doing. And we're one step closer to Brittany Lynn coming on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just incredible. Like how that organization has just grown and taken off and like turned a really bad thing. Very bad. Very bad. Yes. Pound. That was awful. And a pound that would kill dogs if yes right that's what happens yes. the pounds if they, they don't get go somewhere a lot of animals yeah uh into something that is just a, a an awesome not only facility there uh in swope park but just an awesome organization that's doing great things so uh yeah incredible turnaround and and only being open for like eight years or something like that nine years um so well done casey pet project i know they get a lot of attention but it's deservedly so. They they're doing awesome things. Yeah, I mean, follow them on TikTok now. Yeah, follow them on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next, let's move into our Kansas Kansas Cityan of the week. This week, we are uh, jointly giving our Kansas Cityan of the week to Alex Smith. Mm. He uh, announced his retirement today, and um, he, you know, again, I I I don't know if I ever really was ever directed a lot of anger at Alex Smith in his Chiefs career. I feel like I was a pretty positive Alex Smith. Fan, I was I too. Like to think. I was an Alex Smith apologist. I think so. Um, so uh, I'm excited or happy to give him the award. And uh, <laughs> he should be honored to receive the he, Kansas City he, of the Week from State Your So Line. this is an honor for him. And now, of course, like what happens when someone retires, we talk about are they a Hall of Famer? Are they a Chiefs? Is he a Chiefs Ring of Honor? Maybe I don't care. Yeah, sure. I would put him in there. There, I like. If you're, at, I'm not a Chiefs historian. I look at the Ring of Honor. I go to games all every game. Mm -hmm. I go to every home game. 
I look at the Ring of, Ring of Honor. There's so many people I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm the I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> like, ask someone who has like historical context. But as far as in my my lifetime, Ring of Honor, yeah, I think so. Sure, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, yeah, 50 wins, breaking a 22 year playoff win drought as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, when he was at the Chiefs, there was only in his entire what he spent four years, five years. As the starter? Five. Only two teams had more wins than the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It was the Patriots and the Seahawks. And then the Chiefs had the third most wins over that five-year stretch. So 16-year uh, career for Alex Smith, like, good for him. He yeah. made a lot of money. He's a good dude. He's not leaving football. No chance. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he comes Andy back. Andy Reid called first dibs. Really did? In the press conference, oh, he said, nice. I got first dibs if he comes back to coach. Do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or get in the front office. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I like Alex Smith a lot. I think everyone likes him. Um, and uh, yeah, I put him in the ring of honor. What do I care? It's not my <laughs> – like, I don't know half the players in it. So, like, who am I to say that yeah. he doesn't deserve? It's like, okay, well, tell me what uh, – Chad Smith or I don't know people I've never heard of. Yeah. If you're if you're going to be the gatekeeper, if these people on Twitter are going to be a gatekeeper for the Chiefs Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. then one, you should have to name every single player in the Ring of Honor and their accomplishments. And their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And then if they had more than 50 wins as the leader of the Chiefs and turned the franchise around from saved a, it. A two win and Andy Reid obviously had a lot to do with that as well, but the quarterback's the most important position in sports. Then if if there are if you can sit there and and tell me there are people on that ring of honor that did more than the Chiefs than that then I'll listen to you but if you if you're if you can't name uh, every player on the ring of honor then you don't get to gatekeep yeah if you can't tell me why Ed Buttle deserves to be in the ring oh, of Ed honor Ed Buttle yeah, you know forget? Ed Buttle yeah, he's a Chiefs Hall of Famer he was a guard and so and I just thought about this but Alex Smith he was basically John the Baptist to our Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes. So, Kansas City another week. Uh, next up, we've got a Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Hey, look, there's Kansas City. Hey, look. Um, this was resurfaced. Um, so, you 2 shot a music video <laughs> in the 90s, mm-hmm. and downtown Kansas City was so desolate looking mm-hmm. that they used it as like a post-apocalyptic world, and they just shot it in normal downtown Kansas City. Because it was that, that ugly and that bad. That's I saw, right. I recognize some shots like under the 12th Street Bridge, uh-huh. which is a cool spot now, like a wedding venue now, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you two, their song "Last Night on Earth." So it's about the last night on Earth. Mm-hmm. Actually, the song is trash. Bad. I I tried to listen to the song as just so I could watch the music video. You probably it's- heard it on your iPhone when you know. <laughs> When they when they Preloaded forced U two yeah. onto your iPhone. No, the song is really bad. U two must have been in a rut or something. They must have been depressed as hell. Um, but that doesn't speak well that they were depressed as hell. They wrote this shit song and they decided to film the music video in downtown Kansas City. Yeah. So um, I guess Emmanuel Cleaver gave permission for them to do it and uh, thought the it would bring some shed some good light on it. And uh, talk about your all time backfires. <laughs> it did not. But. Downtown's better now. It's fine. It's going well. We're good. It's yeah. All, it's all good. Whoops. Oh yeah. You too. Come shoot a music yeah, video. Yeah. Come shoot down a music here. video. What's the song called? Uh, uh, Best night on earth, <laughs> and it's super happy. And it's not about the, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I couldn't even finish the song. The song stinks. You yeah. mm-hmm. too, Bono. This song is bad. It stinks. 
Um, what do you think, like, the great bands, you know, like, great hitters, they have, like, you say, you know, failing seven out of ten times, you're a Hall of Famer. Mm. What, what is that percentage for artists? You know, they put out mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15 songs on an album. Maybe two of them are hits. Well, hits is different than good songs. Like, okay. songs that they're proud of. Because hits, you can't have hits that go to the radio. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I also, wonder if, 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 like, having, you know, great albums is like a good batting average yeah if it'd be similar i don't know it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good question yeah the rock and roll hall of fame talk about no gatekeepers <laughs> on that anyone gets into the rock and yeah. roll hall of fame we which, might for our song fine uh-huh. <laughs> yeah uh, next we've got our personal pine tar uh time to complain time to vent a little bit where you know something little might have gone wrong but really upsets you um danny how much have we talked about tv rights a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You got they're more? My, they're my pr- Dude, I was listening to Sports Talk <laughs> on my way to work this morning. Mm-hmm. I just got super bummed. Like yeah. I I I started spiraling and I was like, should this be my personal pine tar because it's a big thing. It's not a little thing. Okay. And I just got really bummed about the future <laughs> of sports. Mm-hmm. And like so I'm I'm a uh, Tottenham fan and a, and a Premier League fan and everything going on with the Super League. Basically, twelve teams are leaving their their smaller leagues and leaving the Champions League to form a Super League of the twelve richest clubs in the world, just so they can make more money off of TV deals. And 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 the NFL adding a seventeenth game and stuff is just to prolong the season and and make more money off of TV deals. And and Major League Baseball and everything we've talked about there. Uh, uh, shit because of TV deals and fucking Jake Paul like being a story like he's a bad person it's documented Jake Paul's a horrible person he's not even a good boxer he's not a he's not a real boxer but he's making a ton of money because of TV deals and all of it all of it is just to get more money from advertisers to show us product and it's just like this is freaking sad. All of this, this, all of this, yeah. the, the Super League forming, the NFL adding games and putting people in danger, MLB, the Royals having an awesome season and half the fans don't even get to enjoy it. And then we have to deal with shitheads like Jake Paul and, and that being a story and talked about when clearly that was a fraud of a fight. All, all of it is so that we can be shown advertisements through a TV screen to our face and just blasted with advertisements. Mm-hmm. That's what all of this has to do with. Yeah. And it's just sad. It makes me sad that all of it, sports is such an awesome thing and a good thing. And it brings out the best in people and stories like Alex Smith and, and others like sports is a, a story about a uh, fandom and, and human triumph over challenges and people coming from nothing to, to something through sports. But all of it is just being like, well, really, it's all about getting advertisers' dollars so that we can shove advertisements down your face. And I have to see fucking flow from Progressive on my TV <laughs> and a Geico gecko and an Aflac duck, all of it just so I can watch sports. And it just bummed me out. That is bummer. And that's a bummer. That's a big bummer. And so when people talk about like the in-game, I want to go to more games so I don't have to deal with these TV rights. Like... I'll go to more games. I'll buy tickets. Like, 
just I'm over the I'm over it. I like that though to buy more buy more tickets. That does sound like a good solution. That was like I was watching the um, what was that documentary on Netflix about uh, the social dilemma. Oh yeah, and the line in there was basically you know when advertisers are buying ads on Facebook, like fa- Facebook's not the product that people yeah. want. You are the product. I know. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. It's You're a total bummer. People are just and buying this is you. Like sports. That's a bummer. God. I, agree. I, I know, I understand that I can't have one without the other, right? And yeah. I can't have this incredible NFL experience yeah. without the advertisers and, and blah, 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 blah. But God bless it. It's bummer. a bummer. Um, I have something similar uh, this week. It's about the post office. Okay. <laughs> it is not similar so at giant all. organizations. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no parallels here. Mostly what just pisses me off is that post offices – why aren't you open longer? You're just <laughs> my the post office by my house, South Plaza. It's open from twelve to four o'clock. Gotta be efficient. Like just, I don't know if you knew this, Kevin, but the post office actually loses money. Well, <laughs> I can see why because I went in there at like twelve forty-five, and the person there uh, was just like, "Nope, not ready yet, not ready yet." And I looked at my watch. I was like, "Don't you guys open at 12? She's like. Computers are still firing up. I'm not ready. I can't do anything yet. It takes a while to boot that thing up. <laughs> it was 1245. Not ready. Just not ready. What do you got to go for the to the post office for? Packages. Drop them off. Mm. Yeah. Drop off mail. And uh, luckily, that I could still do without the mm-hmm. computers. But just a real hassle. 12 to 4 o'clock. That's it. Yeah. You would think it would be easier. Mm-hmm. It's nope. not. Nope. I always walk into the post office. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Someone help me out. <laughs> like, what do I, I try do? to have the most puzzled look on my face possible when I go in there? So they're like, "You need help, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yes, thank you. I'm glad you could read thank that." Mm-hmm. Yep. So, post office, oh, be, just be open. Mm-hmm. Just be open. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's wrap things up. Mixed plate this week. Uh, after talking with Tori, we wanted to keep the subject on some dogs. This mm-hmm. is actually, you know, Danny loves it dogs. So. Um, a huge dog guy. If this is your first time listening yep. to this podcast, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you came because you saw the podcast on Casey Pet Project. And you're uh-huh. like, oh, I'm going to listen to this for the first time. Me, known huge dog supporter. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So we have got dog-based activities mm-hmm. in Kansas City. That's right. That's what we've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, what episode is this? That's our mixed play. Is this 103? Hot 103 jams. I think it is because I would have said hot 103 jams if yep. it was last week. And I don't remember saying that. Okay. So I think you get yeah. the first pick. As I should have the first pick as a huge dog, huge lover, dog lover in Kansas City. My favorite uh, dog-based activity in Kansas City is picking up your dog's poop. <laughs> so uh, my favorite thing that people do with their dogs in Kansas City is when they pick up their dog's poop. If everyone could just pick up your dog's poop. I think we would be a better society. So my favorite thing is picking up your dog's poop. So freaking do it, people. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to step on it. I live in a very walkable neighborhood. I, there, I find dog poop in my yard. Imagine mm-hmm. letting your dog shit in someone's yard and then leaving it there so that when I mow my, and my lawn is freaking perfect. And when I mow it, I got to go around it, the mm-hmm. dog poop, or I step in it. And then I have to go back, pick it up, and then go back and mow that spot, and I messed up my lines yeah. because I had to swerve around the dog poop Damn, that someone that left in my yard. Um, 
I was going to say you should write on the neighbor next door app about that, but even better, you have a podcast to complain about it on. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I thought this was going to be a no-brainer number one pick, uh, but uh, dog-based activity, I got to go with Barquet. Barquet. Man, beautiful spot. Go uh, enjoy some suds. Hang out with your dog. Uh, you know, you can get food. Sometimes there's bands there. Uh, when the weather's nice, I mean, just just a great, great time. Yeah, okay. I think... Uh, Hard like to not prime, smile and laugh there. It's prime, like, outdoor, that type of season. It's getting there. We're, we're, we got a little we're, false we're start gonna, here, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, my, side, my meet number two is um, favorite dog-based activities. Um, training your dog better <laughs> so that it doesn't just bark nonstop at people as they run by your house or as they run on a trail that's made for running uh, for human beings. And so... Um, <laughs> Train, when people train their dogs to not bark or just not uh, just get pulled and yanked and try to try to bite you while you're running on a trail, I love that. <laughs> when people train their dogs good not to do that, yeah, that's uh, that's a big part of, of training. So um, that's a great activity. Training your dog also. Um, my uh, meet number two, uh, similar, a little different. I was gonna say first Saturdays at the West Bottoms. Oh. Very Do you know similar. all those antique shops? You can just bring your dog in. I have, too. yeah. yeah. Um, so very nice. First Saturdays in the West Bottoms. That's where antique shopping can happen. You can find some really cool stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to... Uh, and then Amagonies allows your dog to be on the Ooh, patio yeah. there, too. So nice little spot for the pups there. Yeah. There's food trucks. I love First Saturdays. Yeah, it's a great time. Like antique shopping, I can be down for just like walking through. As yeah. long as you don't... I don't like... Because you can just kind of walk through. Like, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right. My side number one is um, taking your dog to a dog park to be around other people who like dogs <laughs> instead of taking your dog to a human park. And maybe there's people who don't like dogs at that human park. And there's this incredible thing called dog parks where I would say hundred percent of the people at dog parks like dogs. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe take your dog to be around other people who like dogs and yeah. other dogs at dog parks. A lot of great dog parks around the yeah. city. A lot of great <laughs> dog parks around the city. That's another thing you can complain about on Nextdoor app or your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, a lot of good dog parks around. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with my side number one. Uh, I'm going with uh, take your dog to... Uh, a pool at the end of the summer. Ooh, all those what? public pools have a dog day. No way. Like the like the day after it closes to people, then the next day it's like, all right, everybody wants to bring a dog. You can bring your dog to the pool and then mm-hmm. jump in and swim. Sweet. So, yeah, all the big pools around really? the area. Do Dude, it. That's yeah. pretty yeah. sick. If if you like dogs, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, my side number two. Um, I'll say this: having a nice, calm dog, and bringing them to like a a bar patio so I can like pet the dog for like five minutes and then be done with it. I do love that. Like if you're sitting on a patio and someone has like a really nice, calm, chill dog and like mm-hmm. they just get to walk up and you're like enjoying a, you know, a, an a IPA or something out of a glass and it's just like a perfect day and a nice, calm dog, dog comes up and you get to pet it for like a couple of yeah. minutes. Like I really enjoy that. And just lays there and chills. Yeah. Yeah. Just chills. It's doesn't fun. bark. It's like the the cool dog that doesn't bark at all the other dogs that walk on the patio or walk by the patio. Give me that dog. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to 
Let's round this out with my side number two here. Um, and I will say this is one of my favorite things to do with my dog. Uh, take your dog to the Home Depot. Oh, nice. Like, that's just a fun thing to do. Like It's a, it's a flex for it's sure. It's a big flex just to like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing in a hardware store, but I got a, a dog. And so now it's like, man, this guy probably is like uh, fixing the fence for his dog or something. Yeah. Like, what a guy. You have a little, you have some credibility. Yeah. Some, uh-huh. Yeah. The, you're there for the a The dog reason. loves the smell of fresh lumber. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. That's Can't blame them. Not me right now. Yeah, it's expensive. Lumber prices. You heard about this? Out the roof, folks. You seen this? You heard about this? You read about this? But it's it's a fun place to take your dog. Uh, it's probably my favorite store to take my dog into, hands down. And Excellent. like, I don't think dogs should go into very many stores, but a hardware store, I think, is a place where most people can agree it's okay to have a dog in the hardware store. Agreed. All right. Um, What'd you leave off? Uh, I mean, there's the, I've been to the Barktoberfest before, oh. uh, which... Sounds better than it is. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe I just get a little stressed out with all those dogs. And then again, it's just like companies trying to sell you stuff there too. Mm, yeah. Where it's too corporate now. It used uh, to be, used but to now be. Mm-hmm. it's too corporate. Uh, bark at the park. I have mixed feelings about bark at the park at the K. Oh yeah. Where you bring your dog out to uh-huh. the K. Seems like a little stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept is pretty cool, and you can see a lot of you know cool dogs out there. Um, let's see what else I'm trying. I'm like trying to think of dog puns to put yeah. into bands, uh, to, to work on that, uh, um, bark, barktoberfest. Or oh whatever you call yeah. It. Oh, to have a, a band play yeah, a band that has, a, that has a, a dog pun name that probably mm-hmm. plays there, but I can't think of any red hot chili puppers. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's um, just off the top of my head. Uh, and I think that was it though. But uh, Bark at the Park's pretty. I mean, it, it, it's fun. Creates some some pretty cute moments. Okay. So, um, all right. I think that's it. That's it for me. All right. Uh, so that is it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening uh, to the episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. Check us out at stateyourline.com. We'll see you around Kansas City. <laughs>